Hello, skeptics and believers, and welcome to the podcast formerly known as Batboy Lives. We have risen from the ashes, much like fabled Phoenix, Arizona, and we have been reborn. Let me officially- Wait, so so a whole, a whole city got burnt, and then a whole city rose from the ashes? Yeah, that's how it goes. That's actually going to be kind of cool. Like, uh, Because Phoenix, Arizona doesn't exist. Phoenix, Arizona. Anyway, uh, <laughs> allow me to officially uh, welcome you to Extraterrestrial FM, the show where we explore the weird world around us. I'm your host, Tristan, and with me, as always, is the one and only Mike. Yo. How's it going, Mike? Are you happy to be back? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into this insanity. So it's a new year, and we're uh, rebranding the podcast because we kind of just wanted to get away from the, uh, not not like completely away from Weekly World News, but we wanted to, to branch out and, you know, do something a little bit more broad instead yeah. of like reading a bunch of terrible articles from the 90s. <laughs> so with that said, we're going to start off with an article from Weekly World News. <laughs> but is it from the 90s? <laughs> No, it's 2002. From 2002. In in the 2000s, they got, this is like when they started to get a little bit more off the walls. Like in, in the 90s, they were like fat people. And then in the 2000s, they started going for like aliens and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's re- less problematic. <laughs> All right. So the first article of our brand new remodeled podcast is uh, Space Alien Landing at Mardi Gras. A UFO will touch down on Bourbon Street on February 12th. Bourbon Street in New Orleans will never be the same after the space alien shows up. I bet. Uh, this was written by a Mike Foster oh, back okay. in 2002. Have, have we done any articles? His name doesn't ring, ring a bell. No, phone. we haven't covered any of his stuff before. But uh, we there is a familiar name here. Uh, oh. The alien known as Plod or Pilod. Oh, or my boy Plod. Plod. However his name's pronounced. Or he's, Pilod. Uh, he's back. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's Plod or Pilod. I'm going to go with Plod, though. Plod just rolls off the tongue easier. The Plod kind of sounds like a rapper, which you know I'm kind of <laughs> into that. That could be just his rap name. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so in New Orleans, obviously, uh, Mardi Gras will be more exciting than ever this year because a space alien plans to descend in a flying saucer in the middle of the festivities. I'm going to land my UFO on Bourbon Street on Fat Tuesday. The mysterious being, known as Plod or Plod or however you want to say it, uh, reportedly told a U.S. senator, mankind is finally ready to know that we are here. The astonishing announcement comes from UFO investigator Barry Nichols, which is a very unfortunate name. Right off the bat, I'm going to say this. I checked his name. Okay. Barry Nichols does not exist. I'll get more into it later, but uh, I'll just say that right now. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, Barry Nichols claims he got the news straight from the unnamed senator's mouth. Uh, who do you think the senator was? Do think, I don't know. Think it, I, I feel like I feel like Ted Cruz. Like this feels like a Ted could Cruz be, thing, right? Could it be? Could it be? Could have been like Hillary Clinton or was she? No, I don't think she was a senator back then. Was she? I don't know. I don't know my history. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know anything about <laughs> things. My source is unimpeachable. She has had the most intimate contact with Plod, and if anyone knows the alien is planning, uh. she does. Oh no, it must be Hillary because uh, earlier in an article they go on to talk about how Plod has a. Uh, an yeah. affair with Hillary yeah, Clinton. Yeah, exactly. Not using her name because I don't want to get, you know, Clinton. Uh, sorry to Senator Ted Cruz. I did not mean to uh, imply that you were having an affair with aliens. <laughs> this will be a monumental step forward in human history, the dawn of a new age. Nichols' announcement has brought UFO enthusiasts flocking to New Orleans. Officials predict this will be the most crowded Mardi Gras ever, with the streets jam-packed with thousands eager to have a close encounter with the strange visitor. I don't know, man. Thousands? You figured it'd be millions of people just flocking to. Well, they can't fit that many people. I mean, well, how many people it's... can you fit in a Mardi Gras? Like how? I've the... never been. What's the size of a container of a Mardi Gras? Which you can say, well, this is too big to be a Mardi Gras anymore. For our listeners, if you if you've been to Mardi Gras, tell us how many people they can fit there. <laughs> do they have to start a whole new Mardi Gras, or do they have to like get a permit to increase the size of the already existing Mardi Gras? I don't go outside, so neither do I. But... 
I'm going to be the first one to string Mardi Gras beads around Plod's neck, vows a pretty 22-year-old Tulane college co-ed named Lisa. Hey. I want to show him just how friendly us Earth girls can be. Hey, hey, hey. So uh, he's he's going to get a lot of action, or oh, did yeah. get a lot of action 20 years ago. Holy crap, this was from 20 years ago, dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, crap. Okay, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> the benevolent E.T. hails from a planet that has been working behind the scenes to help mankind, and he has played a significant role in U.S. politics, Nichols says. This is the same alien who endorsed Bill Clinton for a president in 1992, then backed George Bush in 2000, huh. delivering the handful of votes in Florida he needed to win. The, there was an article about him endorsing George Bush, which I almost went over that one. No. But <laughs> the thing I wanted to touch on here is, like, how do you go from endorsing Clinton to endorsing Bush? He's, he probably just a, he's just a hard centrist. You know, he just one year he's like, man, I really like Clinton. And then another year he's like, man, I got to go with Bush. I guess maybe maybe it was like a personal thing, like. His his affair with uh, Hillary Clinton, like, soured him on the Democrats? It could have been. They could have pushed him out, and he just kind of, you know, he had no other party to go to, so I'll just go Republican then, you know, in this case. Yeah, I mean, he could have gone to the Libertarians. You can't really get much weirder than that. <laughs> I mean, it could be all just for money, or maybe he's just, he's just going wherever party likes the party more, and he maybe doesn't understand what a political party means, maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure George Bush did coke, right? That's, that's uh, yeah, so was Clinton. Clinton would, I mean, supposedly did a lot of crazy stuff too. So Al Gore was running in 2000, and Al Gore didn't party. He, he just picked, yeah, he's picked the president that likes the party. There we go. There I mean, he's go. going to Mardi that's, Gras. That's a pretty good way to pick your president, actually. Actually, it, like is pretty, it is a pretty good one. I, I don't vote, but I think I'm going to start voting, and that's how I'm going to pick it. Yeah, for, for who's more likely to do coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't cast my vote for both guys, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Politics makes for strange bedfellows. Last September, ex-president Clinton allegedly caught the alien cuddling his senator wife, Hillary, in a New York hotel room. There we go. Nichols says the alien decided that it was time to welcome humanity into the intergalactic community after witnessing America's response to the heinous September 11 attacks. Plod's people fully expected us to nuke Afghanistan, and they're impressed by our restraint, says Nichols. They decided that the human race was finally mature enough to be entrusted with all their knowledge. Okay, so 20 years in retrospect, I don't think we had restraint. Yeah, I was about to say, it was like, planes like, hmm. You humans didn't blow up another group of humans. We like you. <laughs> you <know>, just <laughs> right, but we've it's, we've literally been at war for the last twenty years. Uh, um, I don't think this is like maybe like they're. I mean, they're aliens. It could just be like general racist. Like, oh, they're all the, kind of the same. You know, they're all kind of all right. You know, whatever. Yeah, and stuff, that's so. a that's a subject I don't want to touch. I don't want to get canceled or anything. This is our first episode back, but I think every time it's our first episode back. But we're just gonna get canceled again. That's why we took such a break because uh, we got canceled. We got canceled. I constantly called a yeti a bigfoot, and it was just this big whole ordeal. We we had to go on Joe Rogan to talk about being canceled. Six months apology tour. You know, had to do the whole thing. <laughs> all the microphones shoved in my face and talk about sensitivity and whatever. <laughs> the ETs plan to introduce a vast array of social society transforming technology to Earth. We're going to have better gadgets than ever before, including 3D TV, says Nichols, which is actually, okay, that's kind of cool because in 2000, we didn't have 3D TV. No. But like 10 years later, that was like a thing for like a month. It sucked, but yeah, it existed though. So yeah, so we can, we can thank Plod for that. But Plod's spectacular arrival won't be all serious. The ET tends to fully participate in the Mardi Gras experience, Hell getting yeah. plastered on booze, dancing in the street, joining impromptu conga lines, and even gawking at bare-breasted coheds. Oh yeah, uh, he's getting so much action. <laughs> My source tells me Plod really plans to paint the town red. Nichols reveals that sounds violent. The term always like kind of like made me just sound like uh like like with blood. <laughs> Yeah, I never got that. Just like I can, I can say like, "Hey, we're gonna turn this town upside down" or something, you know. But yeah, so if we're gonna paint this town red, it's just like are, we're grading it. <laughs> okay, so this next sentence, I have, I have a comment on. Okay, Plod has seen countless videos of Mardi Gras, and he's always thought it looked like fun. This was in two thousand two. 
and those videos, like the the ads of like Girls Gone Wild, yeah, were like really really popular. I feel like those are the videos he saw. Like he was just like watching MTV late at night, and those came on. <laughs> <laughs> Best three minute commercial ever deployed. Oh, God. Uh, he thought it looked like fun, but he couldn't join before now. He wants to show humans how down-to-earth and not threatening his people are, <laughs> so expect him to really let his hair down. Uh, Plot especially hopes that some sexy college girls will flash their hooters at them. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I said that out loud. Once he steps out of that saucer, it'll be party, party, party. Okay, my, my easy theory I'll just say with Plot is he probably got kicked off his planet, and he's just like found hearth and he's like okay these guys are dumb every article i've I've read about plod like that's kind of how he sounds he's like an exile and he's like coming to us because we're too stupid to realize that he's like the dumb alien (laughs) (laughs) what we need to do is find all the plot articles and then string them together chronologically and make one big like a documentary about plod just based off all the articles on him that'd be interesting kind of got around he did a lot you know throughout his career with uh you know weekly world news yeah and maybe we can pull some strings and like get him on the show (laughs) Yeah, we could, probably. I could know someone that knows him, like maybe get him on. I mean, you might have to pay him. I'll show up at the, the doorstep of the CEO of Weekly World News, whoever that is these days. We'll, just, we'll pro- promise Plod some, like, bare-breasted co-eds, and he'll be there, so. Yeah, he, he seems kind of like, he's, he's pretty focused on that. <laughs> just, just need to send him some, like, tit pics, and then he'll be like, I'm there. And then... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, now moving on to uh, not Weekly World News, I found an article uh, from The Sun, which is a... Uh, from England, Ooh. it's basically their version of Weekly World News. Like, it's just a, like a tabloid rag that has a very bad uh, reputation. Don't they have like like a legitimate article like every once in a while? But most of them are like just trash. Well, they're they're kind of like um, National Enquirer. Like they're that mixed with with Weekly oh, World okay. News. So they they post like tawdry celebrity stuff, but then they also post about aliens and, oh, okay. and you know, stuff like that. All right. Uh, this one was actually from today, as of this recording. Really, title is Close Encounter. I photographed a bulbous-headed naked alien as a creature ran past my hunting camera in a notorious UFO hotspot. Uh, This is kind of interesting. It's got – the article shows, like, the actual picture, and it looks like either, like, a really uh, sickly dude or an alien. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like – I mean, they say it looks like an alien. Of course, all these, like, video things, we don't get at least get a GIF of it or something, at least a multi-framed thing of it. But also, like, the way it looks, it looks more like a zombie to me. It looks like it's, like, a, I don't know, it's a lake that's straight down. looks like it's, like, rotting. Like, you can see, like, its bone and muscle and all that stuff. And then, I don't know, it looks like its head. You can kind of see its skull more and its features. And I don't know, it looks like more like a zombie to me. Uh, I, I heard it compared to the picture of the rake, you know, the, the like, the internet cryptid that yeah. was, like, famous, like, 10 years ago. I, I mean, the thing is, like, was it moving so fast they could only get one frame of it? Or, you know, the cam- was the camera had a really low frame rate or something? Well, yeah, those okay. cameras aren't, aren't like, really high def. And I think they only activate, like, when there's movement. So they're, like, pretty low quality. So, so I guess if it was running, it's always convenient that the picture is always very blurry. Right. <laughs> the photograph, which shows a strange bulbous-headed figure darting by, was captured in a remote area of Montana in the U.S. David Bromley snapped the picture in the area known as Redgate, which is claimed to be awash with paranormal activity like UFOs. He said at first he thought it was a person, but the more he looked at the grainy image, the more convinced he became it was something out of his, out of this world. The strange image has surfaced amidst interest in UFOs as Congress and the Senate voted through a brand new office to investigate the phenomenon. I need to learn how to read. <laughs> uh, and it comes after landmark pentagram, not pentagram, <laughs> it comes after landmark pentagon report in June saw the U.S. admit for the first time there's something in their skies that they cannot explain. But residents of Montana have been reporting strange lights in the sky for decades, making one of America's hotspots for unidentified flying objects. The image which are claimed to show 
Oh, wow, the grammar on here sucks. Yeah. The wim- the image which are claimed to show an alien has shown the spotlight on a Anne Redgate area. Uh, this is how it's written. I'm, I'm sorry. England. Learn how to... You vetted the language. <laughs> Unless it's how you do it in England. Like- which is near small town Deer Lodge. Filmmaker and investigator Patrick Cutler, a resident in the area, told the Sun Online he is working to make a documentary about the phenomena around Redgate. Uh, we're going to talk about Patrick Cutler in a minute here, actually. All right. Uh, he said the naked alien on the trail camera is just one of a series of mysterious events that have taken place in the area. There's much more to the story than people realize, Cutler said. Uh, Mr. Bromley told KXLF, The more I look at it, it was just odd. It was out of place and everything just matches the alien persona, the bigger bulbous head. You can tell he has no clothes. It's kind of a transparent being. It's just very rich in the paranormal field, like the UFOs, lights in the sky, unexplainable things, he added. He added residents have been seeing really bizarre objects flying across the sky out of nowhere. Cars also stalled for no reason on local roads, and the area was the site of a grisly murder where a homesteader slaughtered his family and painted their front front gate with their blood. Well, he painted town red for sure. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so this is kind of leading into our cryptid corner bit, because I wanted to talk about Redgate, the for our cryptid corner, just because I'm surprised I've never really heard about it before. Like, if yeah, it's got so I. much UFO activity... You'd figure it would be like like Point Pleasant or Roswell, like it's well known for that, you know, for the the weird activity happening there. Maybe it's just just like the bronze medal of paranormal activity things, where it's like it is like one of the biggest ones, but it's so below the other two in popularity. You know, no one really talks about it. I I had to do a lot of digging about Redgate because there's not a lot of information online. Oh, yeah. Um, like I I googled Redgate and I got this article. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's not very much. The thing I always wonder, like, what makes makes it a certain, like, hot spot for aliens? I understand, like, maybe, like, a more, like, a remote area, but then, you know, like, Area 51's next to, like, Vegas, which, you know, a bunch of people can go and look at the sky near Area 51. There's plenty of people that said, you know, they've seen weird stuff in the sky near that area. I wonder, if like, the aliens come and just pick a spot and say, hey, just land at these designated spots because it's safer. You know, there's not a lot of people or whatever. Is there a military base or do they have a base, you know, or is just it's a bunch of right. stuff. I wonder why, you know, just we don't find it more spread out. I mean, I'm sure people have encounters, you know, uh, sightings and stuff all across the country, but it is interesting. I'm sure like, you know, people also, you know, make up stories, you know, just you know, a mass hallucination or like, oh, I think I saw something because I heard other people say stories about. Yeah. And people like jumping on the bandwagon or something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, it's very interesting, because also it's like a more of a, like a, up north, like a foresty, at least on the map here, I'm looking. It looks like yeah, it's, it's Montana. Montana, as far as I understand, is pretty well forested. And then the other places are like Roswell and, Ve- you know, uh, Area 51 near like Vegas or wherever. It's a, you know, it's more of a desert. Yeah. Again, where I think, you know, it's probably more desolate, especially, you know, like Roswell's like, you know, like over 50 years ago or something. Right. But then you get like really weird stuff like the car shutting off. Because that's like more just crazy events instead of, you know, sightings. It's like actual like, you know, tangible stuff happening there. Because I always wonder with stuff like that, is it just like some weird like magnetic thing or some like minor like Bermuda Triangle effect? You know, things just go squirrely, especially electronics in that area. Maybe. Big giant magnetic rock underneath that area or something that somehow affects things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the only like really good article, and even that's not really good. Um, comes from 2005, and it's about a documentary that was made back in 2005 or 2004, I guess. Yeah, it's about a docudrama made by a person named Linda Cohen. All right. She made her film. She made this this documentary because of her brother's own UFO experiences as a kid. She said, "My brother consciously remembers having a lot of encounters with aliens as a child, playing with them as a child." We didn't know anything about them growing up. The stories came out years later, grabbing Cohen's interest. She met writer Jim Mars through her remote viewing classes in Texas, and together, the two decided to investigate the stories. 
Um, so it talks about how like she went to Deer Lodge and she talked to people like like getting interviews basically about it, you know, like a documentary. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I can't find the documentary online anywhere. The website that it was hosted on back in 2005 is long dead. <laughs> hmm. uh, there's like they, they sold it on DVD. I can't couldn't find any. There's n- nothing streaming. The name of the documentary is called The Secret of Redgate, which is also the name of a Nancy Drew novel, <laughs> <laughs> which I imagine is probably unrelated. Probably. I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't figure out anything about Nancy Drew. I imagine Nancy Drew didn't talk about aliens. Be pretty dope. Like, hey, some kids went missing. She goes finding around and it's like she comes across some Tommy knockers crazy level <laughs> thing and she's got to save the day. Yeah, like Nancy Drew fights the aliens is a book I'd read. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Like, I never read a Nancy Drew book, but like, yeah, that'd be kind of that'd get me interested where she punches an alien in the eyeball or something. Um, so the, the most I could find about Secret of Redgate was a blog post called paranormalmontana.blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's super reputable, right? You know, um, oh, yeah. only, only the best sources here. It comes from 2009, so just a few years after. It kind of, it doesn't necessarily transcribe the documentary, but it like describes it, you know? Yeah. So it talks about some of the stories include uh, crop, circle, crop circle type marks reported by a retired banker. Which, you know, I mean, that feels like, why would a banker be lying about aliens, you know? Yeah. Uh, it talks about horse mutilation, horse mutilations, similar to more familiar okay. cattle mutila- mutilations, strange lights, sounds, power outages. Gene G. Hughes, owner of DL Auto Supply, told how his aunt and uncle in the 70s watched a huge, brightly lit, football-shaped object land in a meadow near their mountain home. Hughes' wife, Elaine, explains how a giant UFO landed in the road just ahead of a friend. People have seen comets stop still in the night sky. UFOs that would chase cars like you know they'd just be driving along in Redgate and like UFOs would just pursue the car okay I think this is like a prank grounds for the aliens or it's like all right you just go here yeah, and they're mess just, with they're people. Just with people basically it's like when you hear a lot of people in the south get abducted by aliens you know it's like it's always like one lone farmer and like his cows get mutilated he's like oh yeah who's gonna believe this one alone crazy guy you know the aliens I'm sure thinking is how they just get away with it um, another thing to note about Deer Lodge which is like right next to Redgate is they have an old haunted prison <laughs> Oh, uh, so that's so, so this whole weird. thing could just be angry prison ghosts the whole time. Yeah. And they're just fucking with you by by making uh, UFOs. Is that how that works? I, I guess they'd be flying around the sky all like Super Saiyan bright, bright it out. It's like, I don't know. Kind of, <laughs> they're probably some kind of ghost out there that's like really bright or whatever. OK, so we talked about a guy named Patrick Cutler in the previous article oh, in the, the Sun article. And so I found more about Patrick Cutler. I found some some TikTok videos. Oh, okay. Where he's the Sun article says he was making a documentary. Um, that's not true. <laughs> he's making a movie. <laughs> oh, uh, he's making a movie called Redgate. I was, I was I was digging through his TikTok, and I was I don't know if I want to put this on the podcast, but I was very troubled by what I found on his TikTok. <laughs> so besides the TikToks talking about his movie, talking about like the trailer that he was releasing soon, which by the way you can find on YouTube. But he, I also found videos talking about Bible verses. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a video that seemed to be anti-vax in nature. Nice. And the worst of all was he had a video where he claims to be a serial killer. Oh, okay, that's fantastic. Like in another, like in another life, or he didn't make it clear. He it was just a video of like answering answering serial killer questions or about being a serial killer or something, you know. Well, did you do a documentary on serial killers beforehand? So this guy, he is a filmmaker. He's made several movies, apparently. I don't think any of them have been about being a serial killer. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't, like, look through his filmography. Playing, I was playing devil's advocate, but... <laughs> <laughs> the only other movie besides uh, Redgate I found that he did was a uh, Jesus Christ Superstar movie. Oh, okay. And I found the trailer. It's... Oh, nice. 
I'll have to send it to you because it is a uh, Blair Witch Project clone. I, I actually want to read like how it opens up. The thing opens up with a black screen with white text. It says, in September of 2021, while exploring alien sightings, four people disappeared in the mountains outside of Deer Lodge, Montana, in an area known as Redgate. This is a true story with real, actual footage. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but that's like, that's copying... Like that's that's directly ripping off Blair Witch, and yeah. it looks like like he's basically doing Blair Witch, but with aliens instead of a witch. It's not not a rip off. It's a whole whole new idea. Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can copy everything else about a movie without it, you know, change one thing and without it being like a direct copy, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, it's it's definitely a movie I want to get my hands on, just because I'm curious. Like this this guy, at the very least, he is very passionate about what he's doing. He's very passionate about making films. He's very passionate yeah. about Redgate. Honestly, he's the closest I can find to like an expert on Redgate right now. Like I can't find anything about the history of Redgate. I can't find anything. So he's kind of like the go-to guy huh. for it, you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting like when the sightings like like the gr- biggest group of sightings started happening, you know, usually people had sightings a lot like things like the 60s or something, 50s or 60s when like sightings just started really popping up and all that. Like people saying, "Oh, I've seen squirrely lights in the sky" and right. claim to see other things. But and uh, it's it's interesting that so many of those experiences happen in like like between the 40s and the 60s, you know, like yeah. Roswell and the Mothman sightings and various alien sightings happening around that time period, like in those like 20 years. It's it's fairly interesting. I could always say it's because of cameras, maybe like camera technology got really good. And they're like, OK, we can't just be yeah. blatantly landing here because people can just anyone can just doubt today right. pull or camera out of their pocket. And I mean, you still get some pretty crazy UFO videos. To, you know, yeah, because it wasn't last year there was like a release of like like actual military footage of a UFO I think it was like us in Israel were saying like, um, yeah, there's like stuff we don't don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, it could easily just be their stuff, you know, just like test, you know. Uh, yeah, honestly, like my, stuff, but my initial idea is like, like military experimental stuff, you know. But that's usually my go to thing, you know, like I see a light I'll suddenly, you know, just go 90 degrees in the sky. It's like, eh, it could maybe be some kind of hover technology. I mean, back in the, I mean, today now it could be a drone, you know, back in the day it could just be, you know, just some weird, crazy technology you had. Or maybe it was a drone. We just had crazy drone technology back then. Yeah, it could have just been like only the military had it and they were like testing it out, you know, and just flying these ginormous drones up in the air, you know, stuff. They could be all still be gas powered or um, so just the, I was looking at the paranormal Montana blog spot again, and there's yeah. one comment on it that I didn't realize was there. And I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's a very long comment, but it says I'm a 17 year old teenager living in Deer Lodge and can confirm there's aliens in here. And the last line in all caps says, this is not a joke. Heed my warning. Do not go in the hills of Deer Lodge Valley at night alone. <laughs> So it's uh, some pretty serious stuff. You know, I I kind of want to do a series one day where it's like we go to all these places. They say like, don't go to like at night or whatever. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Let's see even what you know if there is a reason or like okay, I can see why people say this place is haunted or you know or maybe yeah maybe I did hear something out there or whatever. But right, I I want to do like um paranormal tourism. Like I last year I went to to Roswell, New Mexico, just to like check out yeah. alien stuff there, and that was you know pretty fun. But I want to do more of stuff like that. You know, like I want to go to Point Pleasant. I want to go to, uh, there's a place in California, I want to say it's, like, Wicker Creek or something like that. It's, like, the, the Bigfoot town, like, everything there is themed, like, Bigfoot, basically. Oh, okay. Like, I just want to do stuff like that, you know, just for fun. That would be pretty cool. Well, is, is there anything else you wanted to note? I don't know, they have a picture of, like, a like the Tic Tac spaceship thing on the Sun article, but I don't know if I could just, that's just, like, a stock photo. Because it, it goes on to talk about, like, lawmakers... U.S. lawmakers commissioned the Pentagon UFO report after a stunning string of leaked videos that showed military encounters with objects such as the famous Tic Tac, which is, I think that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But yeah, it's also interesting when like the government actually starts coming out and saying like, yeah, 
Like, I mean, it could easily, like I said, this could just be like their military tech and they're just saying it's alien tech. So just as like a cover, I'm sure all the other governments like, yeah, sure. Doing the same thing, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, why would you say that? it'd just be easier just to say, oh, this is like a new drone technology we have. that, Or you just know, to like try and cover it up completely. Yeah. I just I don't know what you're talking about. No swamp gas. Right. <laughs> or you photoshopped it, you know. So I'm I'm hoping more comes out about Redgate because if it's if it really has this like 60 year old history I mean more than that like they're talking about like generations of people 80 years ago now like 90 now because that was 15 years ago this article came out it's probably just big Bigfoot landing here up going just going there like in suits that's like so the no, trail cam you remember the the article about Bigfoot where he fights aliens Bigfoots don't like aliens. Oh. He has a sp- like, dude. Wait, I forgot in the article if they flew off or he destroyed the ship. But if he destroyed the ship, maybe he took it and fixed it, and then he can now oh, fly shit. around with his friends. That's that's a good theory. Bigfoots are aliens. I like that. And they just land in any forest they want to and just party down with plod. Maybe that's why we don't see so many Bigfoots no more because they're in UFOs now. They're in UFOs just floating around in space, slapping at us. Yeah, space Bigfoot. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, that'd be a cool movie, dude. Bigfoot in space. Well, we we need to have Bigfoot one through nine before we can do that's Bigfoot true. X. Good Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like the last one, right, or something? It was or no, supposedly the, the last one? The last one, one was was Jason X. Uh, oh, it was Jason. Jason X. goes to hell was like the one before it. Yet he goes to hell. <laughs> all right. Well, I believe that is all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, you know. Uh, Mike, you want to say bye? <laughs> oh, bye. I got to go. I mean, I got to go catch up with Plod. We got some Mardi Gras stuff to do. Uh, we got to, you know, buy some booze, buy some beads. Got to gear up. You know? Like three months from now, but, you know, you got to be ready. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, Bigfoot believes in you. He does? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>